All right, we're recording. So, welcome to the live Twitter spaces, discovering how the future of Bali can benefit digital creators, investors, and wellness. This is how we roll. Yeah, baby. Whoa, it's raining here in Bali. Just kidding. There's a lot of dogs out. Whoa, okay. I love this soundboard. Haha, <laughs> what's this one? Wow. Welcome. So the biggest tourism draw of Bali this year has been from Australia. Yes. The Aussies are back. The Aussies. Oi, oi, oi. We are back in Bali. But the Ubudians, ooh, the mystical Ubudians who've taken over Uluwatu are still here and they've moved back to Ubud as well. Just wanted to begin with a little perspective. Because why? Perspective, yay! Yes, perspective. Ding, 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 ding. So the perspective is this. I was hanging out with some friends who are surfers and we were during the pandemic and we were like, wow, it's so amazing. And then suddenly all these spiritual people from Ubud came down and started living here because all the Australians were gone. They couldn't come. And so the Uluwatu, which used to be for surfers, is became a spiritual hub for people who were more soft, more into things like ecstatic dance, contact dance, yoga, uh, women with their women's circles, and more friendly to the feminine. There was a group that I got kicked out of because I made a comment that probably sounded uh, I guess I wasn't aware of how the Me Too movement and the women that came to Bali from places like L.A. and the entitlement of the Americans made me uh, a little bit... Is this thing even on? I hope... Well, I don't know if the Twitter thing's on, but I think it's on. It's happening right now. I'm in the space. No one else is here. Mike is on. I'm gonna. There's some comments. Is this on? I'm just, yes, dancing. So basically, I was saying that we were like, man, all the. Like, Uluwatu is being taken over by the spiritual Buddhians. It's turning into Ubuwatu. Ulud. So. That was then, and then now, a few months ago, after Bali opened and everything, and people started coming back, and I was sitting there, and one of these leaders of these like singing kirtan groups was talking to some other star seed, right in the cold plunge, which is like interesting because the cold plunge areas is where everyone's very vulnerable, and then the spiritual messiah complexes just plant themselves right there talking really loud while people are 
trying to freeze themselves. It's like they know where to sit, where people are going to be most vulnerable to their, to their spiel. So they were talking really loud about how Uluwatu's changing. I loved it during COVID. You know, we had it to ourselves. It was such a nice community. The events are amazing. Now it's just overrun. And I found myself a little bit in a funny state because I was thinking the same thing about them when they came to Uluwatu with their agendas and their programs and their uh, high-vibe lifestyle shifting the energy of the vortex. So then this got me wondering, well, does, are there, uh, what about when I came? Who was thinking, well, oh, there's this Asian surfer dude here, or I don't know what they're thinking. Like, probably the local, like, who would think that about me would be like some of these local guys who are like, oh, the tourists are taking over our waves. There's this one guy that comes to mind. He's this local guy. Um, he always looks at me with a harsh... He's like hardcore, I can tell. Older older guy, like Balinese. I think he just has a chip, a constant chip on his shoulder about how his land has been taken over by the tourists. But it's like he accepts it, but he, he walked... He, one time he yelled at me because I was paddling past him. He thought I was trying to snake him, but I was actually trying to go to another part of the, the water. And he was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I was like, whoa. And so ever since then, I don't know if it's he remembers me, but ever since then, every time I see him, I'm just like, oh shit. But he's like a OG, you know, a Bali OG. So I'm saying, I'm thinking that about these like spiritual Buddhian types who came in to Bali, and then Balinese probably thinking about me, or even some other surfer probably thinking about me. So how does the future look? So then you got the Ubudians, and then you got the new, like, implants from, like, Silicon Valley types with the money, who are, like, bringing stuff, you know, that gentrification. So the Ubudians didn't have so much money, I think. But now there's, like, this kind of spiritual, digital... I don't know if it's crypto or it's uh, Silicon Valley. I don't know. These kind of internet people, heady people who are really into like tech, techno style music, fast paced and uh, taking over the scene. It's like a commercial techno house vibe mixed with some Alan Watts. It's like a Northern California kind of hippie neo like psychedelic, microdosing, biohacking kind of thing happening. So those people, I wonder what they're thinking. They're probably thinking, oh, then they're thinking, oh, the Russians. Everyone's always thinking about the Russians. The Russians, this, like they're taking this over this and they're talking too loud in the sauna. Or they're, they're the whole... Even in Ubud, the, the Sayuris is full of Russians. It's like 90% Russians sometimes I go there. So they're taking over the spiritual thing. They're, they're, 
there's, uh, what do you say? There's, um, there's Facebook ads for villa rentals that are actually in Russian here in Bali. You don't see it in Chinese, you see it in English, but the Russians, they're really grounding themselves here. So that's a little on the ground experience from my side. Um, I used to, I just go to this spa all the time after my surf, so then I get a sense of what's happening. It kind of goes in waves. Sometimes it's like a lot of Russians, then it's like a lot of Americans, then so just a lot of people that remind me of a plate of the Changu, which is like a more commercially. Like yesterday, I was at the spa by the fire. It's like this meditation spa place. And then this couple was like making out, the girl was straddling the guy right around the fire while other people are meditating. And I'm just like, damn, this is the state of Bali now, the state of Uluwatu. I've been seeing girls in like string bikinis with see-through cover-ups driving around in scooters, like 21-year-olds, I don't know. They look like they're 12, but... I think they're like at least 20, 21, 22. It's, and then women with their dogs and families around. I mean, during COVID, it was, it was a great time for everyone. I mean, for me, during COVID, I, yeah, it was much more isolated in my little space, surfing a lot. Now the waves are more crowded. Everything's more crowded. So Bali is becoming more attractive to people. It's becoming more um, gentrified. There's money here. There's all these. There's, there's some sort of life force, light worker, healing, luxury apothecary store op opened up near in Uluwatu. So it's this new age luxury boho thing happening and according to the statistics the demand for luxury hotels has gone up a lot the clubs and the bars are getting better so there's like good djs now big parties luxury places beaches there's still nice beaches but the beaches are crowded it's a lot of Local, I mean, in the domestic tourism as well. In July 2022, there are 476,000 tourists came to Bali. That's the highest since pre-pandemic for a month. Um, Naval Ravikant. This Naval was in Bali. I'm going to write that. Naval in Bali. I don't know how this Twitter thing works, but I think you're supposed to like, I don't even know if I'm still on. I guess I am. I can write something. What is this? Now? Okay. Uh, comments? Add another tweet? Photos and videos? We can add photos. I can add these like statistics that I saw. Let's see, Bali.
Hmm. I was saying Naval Ravikant was in Bali, hanging out at this place all the time. Having his acolytes of digital, uh, I don't know, digital AI looking white people following him around. Yeah, baby, it's amazing. Things are happening. Bing. Oh, wait, I missed the sound effects. I miss his sound effects. At Naval in Bali. Tweet. I tweeted on this thing. Uh, what's happening? Let's try to put a... So basically, I don't want to get too personal, but... It's hard not to. Been in Bali around 10 years. There's probably some older expats who are like, oh, who are these people around? So everyone's just basically like has an entitlement. Like if you've been in Bali before other people, then in a certain place, then you have an entitlement. And then you're like, oh, it's being taken over by this and that and blah, blah, blah. I wonder if there's a way for me to stay here and, and wait out this wave of tourism where it's just going to get more and more and I'm just going to get pushed out. This is where I'm at right now. This is why I did this tweet because I'm like about to go back to the U.S. for a little bit. Trying to figure out, well, what's what's happening now? What am I going to do? Um island of the gods. So another surprising statistic was that India, India was second to Australia in terms of visitors to Bali. India. This makes me think India is prosperous. That India is, is actually like something to be, a force to be reckoned with. Because they can travel. They have the, the money to come travel. It's interesting to see the statistics. How 2020 was hit. It's like how hard it was hit. One site said only 75 tourists came in 2020. But that's not true. Um, okay, so I'll take a photo just to share. See if I can share a photo on the tweeter thing. I'm going to share a photo. Add another tweet. A photo. Use GIF. Oh, it turns it into a GIF. I need a GIF. What's a GIF for? Tweet a GIF. 
So I think the future of Bali, more Indians. So it may be good to get an Indian restaurant going. Some good Indian food. There is one, Krishna's kitchen around. Some good dal. Some good chapati. I want chapati. Very good, nice. So the other thing is the second home visa, which allows foreigners to stay for 10 years. This is a new thing. I'm going to take a picture of that one. Tweet. I had another tweet. Photo. Capture. Use photo. 10 year visa. Just show you have 130K. In your account. So this is actually gonna increase, I think, people trying to live here and get a home. So obviously land prices have gone up since COVID. There's a place I was looking at, it's definitely, it's more than doubled from what they said the price for the land was. Um, having some trauma response to using my money for crypto and stocks and losing it instead of putting, putting it on the ground and getting land. Oh, the G20 is November 15th and 16th. It is aimed at attracting foreign tourists to Bali and various other destinations. G20 is coming up. Everyone's going to be crazy. It's just crazy. Proof of fund. So for the 10-year visa, all you need is a proof of fund. Two billion or equal. I guess that's 130k US. Val, uh, val, you need a valid passport for that has at least 36 months, and then a uh, photograph and a curriculum vitae. Wow. Okay. So Bali is, and I was watching. Some YouTuber talk about places to invest, and he mentioned Indonesia as one of the up-and-coming, you know, growth. Like the government's stable, supposedly. I think it's relatively stable because I think people here are afraid of the government. Like it's not like America where everyone's trying to speak up. It's very hush-hush. Occupancy rate of Bali hotels reaches 70% ahead of G20 summit. What is this G20 thing going to happen? 10,000 foreign tourists visit Bali per day. It seems like these government people are very happy that Bali is opening and foreign tourist visits to Indonesia up over 2,000% per August.
Oke. Okay. Uh, so August, September, September, every month it goes higher, 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 more, more, more. Um, gonna leave. It brings up this sense of well, what's happening? Like, I wanted to be an artist. And I left LA to find a place that was more nourishing for that spirit. Then I got caught in surfing, and I think Bali was like a stage to explore living your life like you're on stage and acting, especially in the spiritual community where people can rename themselves. Like everyone has like a, some new name. Like some guy I know, his name is like Francisco, but he's been Shiva. In Ubud for the last 10 years but he was a scientist named Francisco before that in a previous life so you can get reincarnated in Bali that's one of the attractions people come for transformation future of Bali life coaches that's a new thing that's ongoing the Ubud on acid account that came out really made it clear how many people are here being crazy, like basically crazy white people. And then I got featured, but I'm, I guess I'm a white person. I don't know. Ah. So what's the solution to all this that's happening? What's, what's gonna happen? Where are the Chinese? Where are the Chinese tourists coming to Bali at? They're not even here. Where are the Chinese tourists? There's not even Chinese people here. Imagine there were Chinese people here. We'd be like completely... Why isn't there any Chinese people here in Bali? Hmm? Bali businesses hope to see the return of the Chinese. Hmm. 2023. Okay, so 2023, there will be more Chinese. Because right now they're not permitted. Before the pandemic, Bali welcomed a million, over a million Chinese people per year. Okay, so that's not even taking that into account. So it seems to me that it's just gonna get more. If it keeps getting more, first of all, the traffic is already weird. It's already crazy. And if I want to be more of living in a peaceful vibe. I think I, me personally, I may need to move to the mountains, away from the tourist uh, hubs, away from the main areas, and build a little studio there where I can be, explore my creativity and, and maybe live in a village, you know, have a village life, and just as for a little longer before the modern world comes. And 
I'm not saying I'm trying to escape the modern world. Maybe I am. But I think I just feel it's a more nourishing energy up north. The air is better and there's less traffic and there's less less crazy tourists running around trying to, I don't know, do what? There's not much articles about Chinese in Bali. Let's see, the Indonesia GDP. I don't know why that's important. So the, the GDP of Indonesia just keeps going up, which is basically saying it's getting more uh, popular here. GDP of Indonesia, let's share that. Just keeps going up. Indonesia is booming. So everything's geared towards more tourism, more economy, more, more, more. But what about the actual nature here? Can, is it sustainable, this, this what's happening around here? And that, I don't know. I mean, I surf Uluwatu all the time. Before the pandemic, there was a lot of Chinese tourists on the beach. Now there's more domestic. But that little cave there can only support a certain amount of people. So, to be able to, like, what, why am I here? As I love the waves, like, especially when it's bigger and there's less people. When it's small, it's crowded, and it's not, it's just like going into a crowded city, street. And not even that, it's like people never surf there, and they're just like, I don't know, it's, this is, this is craziness. So the government they, is pushing for more and more tourism. Are they creating an infrastructure that can handle it? I guess they have a lot of hotels, a lot of accommodation. Can the streets handle it? Oh, they're building a highway. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're trying to build a new highway that gets you from the airport to Uluwatu area quicker, I think. Oh, so if I want to keep surfing in Bali on those beautiful days, is it worth it? What about invest in another island? All I need is some good AC, right? The internet connection. I'm at a point in my life where I don't need to be around people as much. And I'm actually trying to stay away from people a lot. But then it's kind of nice sometimes to see people. But that's just me personally. And on another personal level, I need to learn to be with people better. So, yeah, I don't know.
but uh, my talk now is making me not want to stay in Bali and get land. At the same time, I, if I did get land, I think the value would go up and it would be an investment, the property. If my landlord allows me to do some Airbnb arbitrage, then maybe I can make some income. So to see myself as a foreign investor in Bali trying to increase my own personal wealth may be a, a different perspective than seeing it as a place for me to just escape and live a, like a dream simple life. Because the reality is this, the dream is everyone's, everyone has their dreams trying to make it happen here. Um, so in May, Bali saw a saw two hundred thirty seven thousand seven hundred ten international arrivals, up one hundred fourteen six eight four from a m month earlier, but half the number in the same month in two thousand nineteen. So it's still not back to two thousand nineteen pre pandemic levels. And uh, the tourism's dominated by Australians, followed by Singapore, Malaysia, and India. So not dominated by American tourists. So who's buying up the land? Singaporeans? Are people actually buying the land or are they just visiting? The average stay has been 17 days. So... But this is fascinating, this 10,768% increase in September 22 versus September 2021. I didn't even realize that. But yeah, in July, August, September 2021, last year, it was just so amazing. All the hotels were at least like 70% or some hotels have like tripled in price now. So that makes sense, if the, why the hotels. But that was so nice to stay at those hotels. And now, yeah. So if everything's booming. How do I get? How am I gonna fit into this? I could perform live, there might be more of an audience at a comedy show. Uh, invest in land, build a villa, might be more people wanting to rent it. But I'm just thinking about the environment. Like already, when I surf, there's trash in the water still and the more people that come the more trash the more crowds the more stinky the more traffic so like what are people all these tourists gonna do just sit in traffic like all day trying to get from one destination to another so that's interesting to see what they're going to talk about in the g20 like how to Create a container, a sacred space for all the tourists to come. We need a sacred space. All right. 
sacred, so sacred, oh my god. Hmm. All right, well, I'm going to sign off now. It's just a talk on Bali, the future of Bali. Being an Asian man in Asia is pretty cool sometimes. Like, that's nice in a way it's like I'm not a minority people think I'm locals think I could be local foreigners think I'm local it's nice like not growing up I mean I grew up being very aware of my race and now it feels cool to be uh, one of the dominant races and it's just interesting to, on a very physical earthly level like how people differentiate each other and you can I can feel on another level it's I think a lot of I get mistaken by tourists as like a, a worker sometimes <laughs> or a, a taxi driver so if I'm trying to talk to a girl sometimes I'm like she's like no I have a ride already and I'm like no I'm just trying to say hey and because I'm darker even the uh, the Asian women from other parts of Asia that are like white, they will they'd actually I notice a discrimination towards me because I'm a darker Asian. It's so interesting how people decide your value. But this is just in the public street. It's not like I'm at a VIP event where they can be like, well, maybe he's. Which brings me to the point of saying that Hollywood, LA energy is very much here, very much more California, LA, La La Land, crazy. And it's young, I don't know. The bikinis have gotten smaller. The bikinis are have gotten smaller and smaller over the years. I don't know what's up with that. It's empowering, I guess, for women to feel that way. But it's the Brazilians have been doing it forever, having those tiny ass bikinis, and it's it's sort of normal there. All right, I'm rambling. Peace out. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, Twitter, for spaces. Peace.